And it's very intimidating sometimes where you feel like you've got kind of the weight of all people of color or whatever minority group that a person belongs to on your shoulders. But in other ways, it can be an opportunity for leadership that others might not get the opportunity to get. Welcome to IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield. Joining us today is Dr. Andrew Pinkard, a technology specialist at Wolf Greenfield. Andrew assists the firm in patent prosecution in areas related to chemistry and materials science. Prior to joining Wolf Greenfield, Andrew completed his PhD in chemistry from Columbia University with a focus on materials chemistry. On top of his scientific and legal background, Andrew is also an advocate for diversity and inclusion efforts and has dedicated much of his time to promoting women and minorities in the STEM and legal fields. Thanks for taking some time today, Andrew. Now, to start off, give everyone a little more background on yourself and what you do as a technology specialist at Wolf Greenfield. I work with a group of attorneys to flesh out some of the science and technical aspects of an invention to help better protect our clients' work when they go to seek patent protection. It would be safe to say that your background gives you a unique view into the scientific technologies that you now work with at Wolf Greenfield, and that your experience allows you to see the IP law side a little bit differently. That's right. So when I was a graduate student at Columbia, I knew what patents kind of were, but not exactly. It was kind of this nebulous concept of you make something new, you get to use this thing, and only you get to use this thing, but not much more beyond that. So when I transitioned into the legal field at Wolf Greenfield, I started to learn a lot more about what patents actually were. And they kind of moved from this vague concept to something that's actually not all that scary. And I think that it's something that scientists should be aware of as they go and do research so that they know, hey, this could be something really worth protecting exclusively to myself. You mentioned that you've worked with Columbia's Women in STEM program. Sciences, STEM, and law tend to have a deficiency in diversity. So what are some ways that these fields can add, grow, and even promote more diverse candidates? Yeah, so when I was a graduate student at Columbia, I was part of an organization called Women in Science at Columbia. And the goal of the organization was to increase the representation of women and other underrepresented minorities. They did that through a variety of ways, which are too numerous for me to list for this particular session. But one of the things that they did was they did a lot of outreach to kids and young girls in particular. And I think that that kind of work is really important, is getting people interested in the sciences early on so that they have that interest and that passion as they grow older. And they're going to be more likely to enter these fields where women and other minorities are underrepresented. It's safe to assume that it can be intimidating for prospective employees to join a company that's lacking diversity because it means they'll have to be a trailblazer for diverse candidates. What drew you to Wolf Greenfield and what can companies do to start a path toward diversity that's more welcoming and inviting without the added pressure? Yeah, so on that topic of trailblazer, that's something that I've grappled with for most of my career being in STEM and now in the legal world, where both fields have a lack of diverse folks in those fields. So, you know, it is very intimidating sometimes where you feel like you've got kind of the weight of all people of color, all black people, or whatever minority group that a person belongs to on your shoulders. But in other ways, it can be an opportunity for leadership, for growth that others might not get the opportunity to get. So it comes with some pros and some cons. One of the things that drew me to Wolf is at the time I applied, there were at least three 
black technology specialist or attorneys working at the firm. So I didn't quite feel like I was the only one there. And for various reasons, those folks have actually left the firm. So it's back to me being the sole black uh, technology specialist or attorney. And so what attracted me to the wolf was knowing that there were other diverse candidates, but at the same time, those diverse candidates are highly sought after by other companies and institutions, but they also are people. They have their own personal leanings and, and goals and husbands and spouses and all kinds of things. So they get drawn elsewhere too. So what attracted me to Wolf was seeing other diverse candidates, but also what kept me at Wolf was feeling like it was a welcoming, inclusive place where I could work without prejudice or discrimination. From a personal standpoint, how do you strike a balance between finding a way to help a company have a more diverse pool of employees while also focusing on being heads down on your work? <laughs> well, I, I will let you know when I figure that out, but it's a balance. It's a balance. Diversity and inclusion issues are very, very important to me, but as is my work, and sometimes there's not enough time in the day to do both. And so quite frankly, I kind of take it as a, a day-to-day week-to-week thing and try to figure out ways of doing both. But I think one of the things that's important is letting the people around you know that those issues are important to you because those folks around you will bring those opportunities to you. So I let the firm know that diversity and inclusion issues were very important to me early on. And that's how this opportunity to speak to you today about diversity and inclusion got brought to my attention. So I think letting folks around you know this is something that's important can help bring those opportunities to you. Now, if everything else going on in your life isn't enough, you're also attending Fordham University as a law student. How has handling law school on top of work been different because of the lack of in-person schooling as it relates to the pandemic? Yeah, school's been pretty wild all remote. So I've been going to school for a long time, as you might imagine, having a PhD and now going after a JD, but I've never quite experienced something like this where school is all online now and you don't have the the study groups, the in-person learning, the tutoring, all the different tools that you might need to get through the semester. So it's been pretty wild. In some ways, it's been nice because there's no commute. There's not having to go to class. So you can kind of hang out in your own apartment or home and t-shirt and basketball shorts or whatever you're most comfortable in and go to class. So it saves a lot of time, but you're also missing a lot of the elements that made school enjoyable. So the face-to-face interaction, getting to talk to professors in their office hours and getting to talk with your classmates and having those connections with your peers. But we figured out ways to do that, but it's, it's definitely been a challenge for sure. And finally, Andrew, with the workplace likely poised to stay heavily remote even after the pandemic, do you think companies will have to adjust how they approach having a more diverse workforce? You know, I think they're going to have to. And I think after the protest that we saw after the George Floyd killing, that a lot of companies are very interested in increasing the diversity of their workplace. And I think in some ways, the pandemic will actually help with that because we've learned, or hopefully we've learned that location is relative now. So you don't need to be in a New York City to be at one of the best law firms in the country. You could be working in Wyoming or Maryland or any other state remotely. And I think with that in mind, it's going to increase the pool of diverse candidates because you don't need to look in your own backyard. You can kind of look a little bit more broadly than that. So I think if companies are really committed to diversifying their workforce, this is actually an opportunity to, to do so because you're going to have a lot more diverse candidates to choose from now that we've kind of expanded 
you know, who is the workforce or where is the workforce located? So I think companies are definitely going to have to retool their approach, but I think it's a great opportunity to do so given that we've learned how to do a lot more work remotely in this past year or so of the, of the pandemic. Our thanks to Dr. Andrew Pinkert for sharing his thoughts with us on IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield. We hope you'll subscribe to our series of conversations related to IP matters on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information on legal matters related to IP, we invite you to visit our website at www.wolfgreenfield.com. Thanks again for joining us on this edition of IP Talk with Wolf Greenfield.